Hello and welcome to Family Guy Talk. I'm Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with my co-host, Noah Bolo. That's right, Ryan. On this podcast, we're going to be diving deep into every episode of the new show, Family Guy. We'll be discussing the show's humor, social commentary, and hidden references that make Family Guy the new show to look out for. And, of course, we'll be sharing our own thoughts, opinions, and laughs along the way. So, if you're a Family Guy fan, or just someone who loves good comedy, join us for a weekly dose of Family Guy Talk. Gather round, it's time to chat About a show that's filled with laughs Never look back, look at what I took back Look at what I pushed that Billy got box set, packed in my book bag Finny got the talk is talked Finny might just win our odds Reality not what I want Finny guys all we got Finny got the talk is talked Finny might just win our odds Reality not what I want Family Guys, all we got. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another wonderful episode of Family Guy Talks. It was an incredible episode this week, but, you know, before we get into that, Ryan, how are you doing this week? Eh. Sorry that uh, we didn't drop the episode last week. It was, um, or I guess at this point, it's been a while. I'm sorry we didn't drop episode three. During week three, it's just been a lot to keep up with. I've been super busy editing the other episodes. That's and hilarious. Also keeping up with social media and posting everything on there. Yes, because, And, you know, yeah. trying, trying to find sponsors and stuff, too. It's it's pretty hard. You know, it's a one-man team over here. Yeah. But, you know, I'm happy to do it for you guys. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, I actually just throw in my voice during this. It's really Ryan that takes the reins for everything else. He's the one that spends all the hours editing. Yeah. Social media it's, marketing, that's that's all mm, him. I really I, owe I mean, to, to be him. honest, like, Noah's not even a real person. That's just AI I've been using this whole time. The guy you see on TikTok, that's an AI-generated face and imagery. Yes. It's incredible, the technology we have now. And we're still kind of working on the looks, though. You know, we've had some... <laughs> We've up. had some comments that it's frightening people, but we're, we're fixing it. We're fixing it. <laughs> That's really fucked just, up. If you, if, you, if you have any suggestions on what Noah should look like, just tweet at us or send us an email. Let us know. You're a bitch for that. <laughs> but yeah, guys, it's been, a, it's been a huge week in terms of news as far as Family Guy goes. I know I talked about this, or I know that, you know, Ryan programmed me to talk about this on TikTok. <laughs> but <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there is a strike going on. The W. WGA, the, the Writers Guild of America, are are striking due to conflicts over contract negotiations with most of the major studios and streaming platforms. I, I mean, I don't think they should be hitting anyone, though. <laughs> no, me neither. Or are they bowling? It's up in the air. I haven't gone. That's you know. pretty hard bowling in Sky. Now, nah, this is a very serious topic, though. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, so the primary issues raised by the writers include fair compensation for all of the TV shows and movies that are being put on, you know, the streaming services, improving working conditions, as well as protection of their creative rights. So basically keeping AI, like me, out of the writer's room. Which, as a film student, you know, I normally wouldn't give a shit, but because... <laughs> Because now this has this issue, this strike, <laughs> because it's now affected us, um, I feel the need to talk about it. So for those who haven't heard, Seth MacFarlane, 
the creative genius and head writer, head creator, head actor for our show, Family Guy, has actually stepped away from the show completely in support of the writer's strike. Personally, I'm of the opinion that the strike has gone too far. They should just reel it back a little bit, maybe slim down on some of their demands, because I don't think we're going anywhere, right? As a counterpoint to that, you know, playing devil's advocate here, I guess, uh, I support yeah, that writer's strike. Oh. Those guys definitely aren't getting, no one in Hollywood gets paid enough unless you're like big fancy movie executive and producer, e even like directors and actors too. They they get their lump share sometime unless, you know, they make $200 million from a Marvel movie or something, which believe it or not is a select few in Hollywood. Only mm. about 50% of actors make that kind of money and everyone else only gets to make like a hundred million. But anyway, <laughs> writers not. are very unfairly paid for the very hard work that they put into everything. And I think they got to keep up the good. They, they need to keep striking until they get paid their fair share. They got to keep doing it. And I heard too, that the actors guild is going to be voting on a strike too. Oh later, brother. Like later this month, I think maybe in June, they, they do the vote. So we could potentially oh, have two strikes going on at the same time, which I say, do it, make those greedy executives give you more money. All right. You earned it. But here's the thing though, is that family guy has actors too, bro. So how long until Seth McFarlane? Oh my God, he's going to step away again, dude. He's going to step away twice. Well, well, here's the thing though. We, we did find out the rest of this season for Family Guy has already been finished. God, it's been dude. completed. So we still have a few more episodes left. This episode's actually marks the halfway point in the season. Uh, you know, it's kind of a short season because, you know, it's a new show and they want to, you know, test the waters a bit. The only thing that I'm potentially worried about with this strike, if, if they strike for too long, they, Which they, have. they, they might not be able to uh, do another season of Family Guy if all their creative talent is is striking. So we'll, we'll see how long this strike lasts. Hopefully not too much longer so everyone can get back to work. Yeah. But support your screenwriters, support your Ugh. editors and cinematographers and your grips, your gaffers, your sound designers, your assistant directors, your script supervisors, your PAs, your DITs. Just look out for the little guy because that little guy can do a lot of good. So true. So for those of you who can't really read sarcasm, we actually both meant the opposite of what we were saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, actually the good guy. No, I'm no, actually no. the good guy in this situation. See, this robot wants to take over all the writing <laughs> jobs. Oh my gosh. You don't listen to him. I'm on the side of good guy. I'm with the man wow. and woman. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, but you're not with people who don't identify in the binary no, spectrum? No, I am too. I'm a proud advocate of the LGBTQIA plus community. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I would say your white power marches that you like to do in the summers would say would say different. You remember all those marches you go on with all your pearly white buddies? And this AI won't shut up. <laughs> Let's talk about the episode. Let's talk about the episode, yeah. So this is the fourth episode, like Ryan said. This episode is called Mind Over Murder. They've been talking about death a lot in this show with, with their titles. Yeah, it, it very focused on death different forms of it, which is super interesting. I wonder I wonder what they're building toward. I mean, are we gonna continue to see this as motif as the show continues, or is this just coincidence? Uh, I mean, knowing these writers, it can't be coincidence. You know, they, they never throw something out there without thought. Unless they're like pitching in a writer's room, then, you know, you can kind of do that, but not when True. you're well, already made a primetime TV show. Yeah, so the title, Mind Over Murder. You already said it. Right, but I was gonna, I was gonna elaborate on it, so that's why oh, I brought okay. it up again. Oh, okay, hurry it up. It, 
It was inspired by 1930s and 1940s radio programs, especially the radio thriller anthology Suspense, which is pretty interesting. So they're just taking these references. I, I think it's super interesting what they're choosing to pull from as far as influences go, and they're always keeping it fresh, which is super cool. So the episode starts out, we actually watch a commercial that's being played on, on the TV in front of the family, and it's a mint commercial. It's kind of like an off-brand Mentos, and it's just called Mintos, which is clever. Yeah, so it's a commercial for those, which, you know, I can't remember the last time I even seen a commercial for Mintos. You know, Are for you a while, Mintos I was or Mentos? Mentos. I just want to, I just want to be clear that, okay, just really pronounce the vowel because I don't want our viewers to get confused. Confused about what? Well, whether you're talking about the commercial in the show or like the real deal. Jerk. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> no, yeah, so this commercial for Mintos. I say it right? I don't... I don't care. Anyway, so it's a commercial about mints that come in this little package. Anyway, so there's this guy. Name's Abraham Lincoln. Probably heard of him. He was on the penny. Oh, wait. He's still on the penny. Okay. So he was going to the theater with his wife, Ford Theater, and there's this guy behind him. Uh, his name's uh, John Wilkes Booth, and, you know, he had a gun in his hand. I didn't know what he was going to do, but he, like, popped a Mentos in his mouth, and he really liked that Mentos, and it was giving him the energy to do something. Now, I don't know where this was leading. So John Wilkes Booth followed Lincoln and his wife, who I believed was named Mrs. Lincoln. They, <laughs> they went to the theater. And they sat in the balcony seats to watch like a play. And then John Wilkes Booth, he ran up the steps to their seats and he pulled out his gun and uh, he shot Mr. Lincoln's hat, shot right through his stovetop hat. Lincoln and his wife turn around and they see him. He, he just shot his hat. And they're, they're all laughing. They're having fun. It was a good little gag. So, you know, I thought that was a fun little commercial for Mentos. Yeah, you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad it had a nice... Happy little ending. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn more about this Lincoln guy and, and John Wilkes Booth. They must have had a lot of wacky adventures together. Yeah, must have been good buddies. Oh, and then after they watched the commercial, uh, Peter got up and said he was going to assassinate President Lincoln. But that was kind of about it, though. Which, yeah, that was commenting on the indoctrination of violence in media and how certain things can get interpreted one way that can lead to dangerous results. So that was the cold open. Pretty simple, straight to the point. Stewie is actually kind of in terrible pain. He's teething as babies do, and he wants relief from that. He basically gets the idea to build a time. Am I skipping? You're skipping a lot, but I mean, we can just sum up one story. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of next. Stewie's part in this first scene is basically he gets the idea to build a time machine to fast forward his mouth through the teething process, which I think is pretty interesting that his baby brain can even think that conceptually as many people that I know that is my age and above don't even know what shapes are. Yeah, it's kind of a big epidemic right now, people not knowing shapes. Yeah. Back in my day, you know, we learned all the shapes. Circle, square, triangle, and the rest of the gang. But yeah, <laughs> kids just aren't learning that anymore because they're too busy, I don't know, vaping. I'm on the ticks. Yeah. Yeah, they, they vaping on TikTok and eat hot chip and lie. That's about it. Yeah. So Lois, she walks up to Peter and she's well, basically... Well, see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Tell though. me. You've Tell me that something. thing. Oh, no. So we actually start oh, with seeing uh, Lois. She's she's performing at the Hollywood Bowl. She's playing piano because, you know, she plays the piano. And, you know, everyone everyone's hooting and hollering. They're, they're loving their performance. Peter's on the sidelines cheering his wife on. It's just like a perfect fairy tale start the episode. But then it turns out that it was just all a dream. She was just dreaming this. She's instantly 
instantly transported back to her basic mundane boring old life mm -hmm. and you can just already tell even though no words are spoken that she she really yearns for something greater than what, what she currently has right now is this the point where um while, while oh. she's dreaming and stuff while and, she yeah uh, she, she's also having to do a bunch of chores and take care of everything around the house because peter actually went out with his his buddies to go fishing and uh, you know they're drinking beers they're having a good time and you know it's actually in this scene that we get to know more about peter's friends uh quagmire and cleveland yeah so i mean in this first scene they're all chilling in a boat and they're just drinking some beers and fishing i mean really classic you know suburban dad type activities which is pretty cool we get introduced to this new character obviously we've seen quagmire before obviously smaller roles so it's kind of cool to see a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time with peter but we also have this other guy cleveland while it does feel like this friend group is rounded off a bit i i can't help but feel like there's something missing I mean, at least in a lot of the sitcom shows that I, I've watched, the friend group is always, it's always four, right? It's always four guys. Well, the fourth guy, you know, is a dog. Well, it's Brian. Brian. Brian was there with him. Well, he's not a guy, though. You know, he's a dog, right? So. Oh, so dogs aren't people now, huh? Right. No, dogs are kind of dogs, though. That's kind of what it is. But this is a talking dog. Yeah, but it's a, it's not a person dog. But he still has hopes and dreams. Does he, though? When has he ever talked about that? We have not seen that side. No, in of... the last episode, he was like, who's like, do I got a hope to get a drink around here? <laughs> That's oh, the beginnings man. of a character arc. And that was a really good yeah, line. Just give it time to develop. Give it time to develop. Regardless, I'm just saying they're missing another pair of good legs in there, of human legs. I don't know what that's implying. <laughs> Me neither. So Peter leaves this hangout with his boys. He's caught some fish and he gets home after Lois has done so much cleaning around the house. She's so exhausted and she hears him getting home and she actually like tidies herself up and she's like trying to look a little bit presentable and she comes downstairs and this guy just, he's got mud all over his boots and he, he doesn't even think about it. He just walks in and tracks all this mud all over the house. He just throws this fish he caught at Lois and says, clean it up, serve it for dinner. And he just sits on the couch. Like what gives? It's kind of this weird aspect of white suburbanism of this need for the man to constantly rely on his wife to be the person of the house and just not offering any assistance whatsoever and actually expecting more than what they're already doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a sad misogynistic aspect of Peter's character that I hope we get to unravel a bit as the series continues. Yeah, Peter just seems to be kind of on the cycle where he learns a lesson only to unlearn it by the next episode. Yeah. You know, so I'm really hoping that the lessons he learns are able to stick because, you know, he's shown signs of genuine change, but then something happens and he just loses all that you know, something's something's going on there that we haven't seen yet. i agree him and lois get to talking she's kind of just asking him hey could you just help out with some of these things i got this piano lesson i need to do the baby's crying and basically he says no to helping her out she begs him to just take chris their son chris to his baseball game base it's soccer it, it was a soccer game wait is it it is actually, isn't it? Yeah. That's the second it's, time that I said baseball. Yeah, I think I think someone's got baseball on the mind. Sounds like someone really wants to play baseball. What are you gonna do about Didn't it? Didn't you used to play baseball? I play t-ball. Did you? Kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. You know, weren't you telling me about like all the lingo and stuff that goes into? Oh into yeah. That? The. You know, 
Yeah, why don't you explain that a bit? Because I, I never played T-Ball because I was a cool kid. I, yeah, no, I knew you were. I mean, it doesn't no. pertain to the episode that much because obviously we know it's soccer. But me, I was always the master batter is the role that I played while there was the, the pitching fish guy who... I, okay, I just that I just forced that too hard. Um, yeah, that was uh, that kind of sucked. Also, <laughs> when you said also when you said master batter, it kind of sounds like masturbator, and that's well kind of inappropriate. That well, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I think we're getting off track here again. So anyway. <laughs> Peter takes Chris to uh, his soccer game, and you know Peter. I just want to say I, gonna... did, I didn't. I didn't masturbate in, in kindergarten. I just want to make that. No, clear. sure, whatever. Anyway, Peter drop was supposed to drop Chris off at. Uh, no, like I don't even think I would be incapable of of doing that. Like I was six years old. I mean, I I just want to make it vastly clear that you know. I mean, it was just it was just a bad combination of words, and I don't want you to twist that and make it seem like I was some kind of fucking weird kid jerking off in the t-ball game <clears throat> so what were you what were you saying so peter was supposed to drop chris off at at the soccer game he, he wasn't going to stay and watch it right but uh but he saw his friend quagmire there because quagmire was there wanting to hit on some of the, the soccer moms so true <clears throat> um you good you good why are you masturbating at the baseball <laughs> field? All right. I did. Uh, for our listeners, we're having a bit of a spat here trying to uncover the meaning of this. So to help us out, we want you to tweet using hashtag Noah Master Batter. <laughs> and just gotta just use that hashtag. You can use it anywhere, Noah Master Batter. And just give us your thoughts on did you think he, he did or didn't? And, and we'll talk about it a bit the, yeah, the we'll, next episode. we'll really get down to business. But anyway, you know, Peter, you know, says hi to Quagmire and he's going to leave. But then Quagmire tells Peter that he brought beer. And so Peter's like, mmm, beer. You know, he really loves that beer. They drink this special beer called Pawtucket Ale. I think that's what it is. Named after their town founder, uh, Pawtucket Pat, I think. Pawtucket Patriot. Pawtucket Patriot. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, so Peter immediately forgets about helping Lois at home, and he just goes, starts drinking beer with Quagmire, and he's making a huge scene at this uh, soccer game already, and, uh, you know, Chris isn't the best soccer player out there, you know, he gets, the ball gets kicked to him, and he immediately catches the ball, yeah. like baseball. Maybe that's what threw me but off. But not, though, but it's not, though. Oh, okay. I mean... He wasn't jerking off. <laughs> so Chris gets carded. And by the ref and uh, one of the parents out in, in the stands uh, starts getting mad. They're, they're yelling at Chris and saying, oh, oh, come on, why, why, why'd you do that? Don't, don't you know how, how to play the game? Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. And so Peter, you know, he gets into this person's face and is like, hey, back off. You don't tell my son what to do. You don't you don't yell at my son. And, and this person's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And then Peter punches this person in the face. Yeah. And they're out on the ground, just knocked out flat. But Peter didn't know. Now, see, here's the thing. Peter thought this individual was a man. He was just judging them by their appearance. You know, he, he didn't ask this person, you know, what they identified as, what the pronouns were. But it turned out yep. this person who Peter thought was a man was actually a woman mm -hmm. and not just a woman, a pregnant woman. And after he knocked her out, she immediately started going into labor. Uh, so within the first, Yowch. like, 
like not even the first third of the episode, Peter just knocked out a pregnant woman giving birth. That's not a great look Yeah, for Peter. Not even a little bit. It kind of brings up this idea of, Ryan, you always say this to me when whenever we talk about instances where a woman gets hit, you always say equal rights, equal fights. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's not I do it. say that. No, you say, you say equal rights, no. equal lefts, right? As in like a right hook, left hook. I think both. I think you say both, don't you? I mean, apparently. What would I know? But... <laughs> Nah, but this this woman, though, she wasn't trying to fight Peter. She was just using her words like any American has the right to. You know, she wasn't looking to throw down. It's you true. Know, she was pregnant. She didn't know what she was getting into. A lot of people are passionate, you know? When they, when they watch a game, they just kind of get into it, forget that there's actual people playing these matches, and all they see yeah, are, exactly, exactly. are their opponent, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting as far as the way that we as a society view our sports teams is almost subhuman, that they're just there for our entertainment so i think that there's faults on both sides yeah peter is actually put under house arrest for this incident so he's back at home he's actually stuck there obviously lois is pretty happy about it because wow he has to be around the house to and he can help out but i think we'll come to see that that's not actually how it works out yeah you see while lois is cleaning and doing all the work again peter actually gets this vision from pawtucket patriot himself the guy behind the famous spear he gets a visit from him and Pawtucket Patriot gives Peter the idea that if he opens a bar in his basement then his friends will come and hang out with him yeah. at his house that was a pretty awe-inspiring moment for Peter you know he he mm-hmm. immediately decided I'm gonna take action I'm gonna take initiative and he started working on that bar immediately he was getting stuff done mm. in the basement where he was building it. which is pretty impressive yeah the bar like we find out it actually looks super professional and to know that like Peter just did that in a single day all by himself without leaving the house. I mean, he was just using stuff lying around. I'd assume he can't go to Lowe's and pick up some two by fours. You know, he must have already had all those supplies there. When you're determined to do something, you'd be surprised how much you can just will into existence. It's true. Peter, when he gets a spark of something that he wants to do, he makes it happen, man. Time and time again. Mm-hmm. I mean, even last episode with uh, with the birthday party, he made the impossible happen just because he had that spark within him to do so. And it's like, if only he could get that spark towards being the family guy, that yeah, would... You, you think with this magic ability to just get stuff done immediately, he'd be able to get pretty much all the chores done in the house super fast. You know, he and Lois yeah. can tackle so much together, but, you know, he's just wasting his time and energy on pretty frivolous stuff Mm -hmm. i'd say lois still loves him and she loves having him around the house so she actually plans a date night for the two of them that night so while peter's in the basement building this bar she is unaware of that and she's upstairs cleaning cooking up this beautiful pot roast and just preparing the table for a romantic night in she finally sits down ready for peter to join her for this date A little does she know that Peter is downstairs with, I don't know, 12 of his buddies. There's a lot of people down there. They have a pretty, pretty sizable basement. Huge basement. Like it was huge. Like like they could have had like a few extra floors down there if they wanted to. They could. That was the size of, they they had a whole stage built and everything. Yeah. It it was incredible. Yeah. Like, and he did that in a day. He, He did that in a day. It's crazy. So yeah, Peter's downstairs drinking with all his buddies. They're laughing. They're having a good time. And Lois comes down there and is so upset by, like, this whole time I've been I've been preparing this. 
What? Oh, sorry. I'm I'm having a drink over here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You having a slushy? Oh no, I was just drinking this. Uh, pretty incredible, pretty delicious, tasty Parker's peach tea, which is available anywhere Parker's peach teas are sold. Wow. I got I got this from our sponsor, Parker's Peaches. You know they're they're branching out into new stuff now, and this tea is just perfect for summer weather. You know you go outside and it's super hot, and you want to go in, but you also want to be outside. So it's like, well, how can I be outside mm -hmm. but not feel so hot? Well, you just grab yourself a brand new Parker's peach tea, and you just drink it. And when you're done drinking it, and you still feel hot. Well, you just go and you get another. Mm -hmm. So yeah, please buy a uh, Parker's peach tea. Parker's peach tea. It's tea great. Can also be used as lighter fluid. Mm -hmm. Really lights my belly on fire. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Lois is upstairs. She's come. Yeah, she she just took she, a shower. Or oh yeah, a bath she took a bath. Something. And while she was taking a bath, a guy came in and used the bathroom right in front of her. Which you know that's that's kind of you know, he didn't even didn't even knock. He didn't knock. You know, which is pretty kind of kind of rude. And he was super you know? casual about it too. He was just like, "Hey, Lois." It was super strange because like you know that this is a super private moment that she's having with herself, mm -hmm. taking a bath. Like just let her live fucking in her creep, world. dude. Yeah. Just let her enjoy. Her, I mean, that's such a pride. Could you imagine if you were taking a bath and mm -hmm. I walked in? Oh, I, just I, I take showers. I don't, I don't take baths. Wow, this guy doesn't know what self care is. Is he one of the Beatles? <laughs> but anyway, so Lois goes downstairs <laughs> and she sees like just all this insane stuff Peter's done and all these people down there drinking. I mean, who knows how much money again Peter spent all this? Not even on like the building stuff, but just on all the booze. Like there was so much it's down there. Like, like it, yeah. Lois is mad at Peter. She's she's telling him to get everyone out of here, clean all this stuff up, and she sees that like her piano is down there. Peter Peter had brought her piano downstairs precious piano that she uses to teach students that's like her one form of income yeah you know she she's like well, what, are you, what are you doing with my piano what's it doing here are, are people setting their drinks on it are people damaging it what, what's going on and peter's actually like well lois i thought i could bring it down here and do you play piano for everyone i want to know what your interpretation of that was at least of the intent of him saying that because i almost read it like he didn't actually want her to sing or to play the piano but he was just coming up with an excuse on the spot as for why the piano was there. I mean, and I guess there's a couple of different... How did you interpret that? Well, I didn't really read into it because there weren't subtitles on, but when I heard the words from his mouth, you know, it kind of sounded like I thought he was kind of genuine. You know, I feel like we kind of are getting to know Peter a little bit better and know his tricks. Okay. It kind of seemed like it could be a lie Peter told, but I, I do think there was some genuineness mm. to what he was saying. You know, I, I think he was kind of quickly coming up with a lie, but also he, he really did want to hear his wife sing in front of everyone yeah. to give her to give her this moment you know what they say every lie is dipped in truth there's always right? a bit of truth in every lie good lies have some truth to them lies have truth underneath the surface yeah so lois is kind of bashful about playing some music in front of everyone peter and all his buddies cheer her on they really want her to play the piano so she goes over she starts playing the piano she also starts singing yeah as she's doing all this it almost seems like lois starts to take on this new person 
personality that was buried underneath the surface and she kind of from the get-go seems like an extremely talented lounge singer like mm -hmm. she just she really gets into the act and is wanting to make a performance out of this for all the guys and everyone there is just eating it up they're, they love what they're seeing they love the music they yep. love lois you know it, it's it's great but peter starts to not like all the attention lois is getting though he's like hey wait a minute this bar is supposed to be my thing i don't want my wife down here yeah. but maybe it could be a bonding opportunity for the two of them yeah but unfortunately peter doesn't see it that way in fact he just starts to get jealous of well i'm still unsure of this is he jealous that lois is down there and taking away the attention or is he like getting upset that all of his friends are just gawking at his wife because there definitely is a visual aspect to this show that lois is putting on which is super theatrical and and tasteful but a lot of the guys are just staring at her and like whistling and, and stuff and i think that also makes peter feel insecure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know he's got to recognize though that like lois is enjoying this she she True. knows what everyone's doing she just really appreciates the attention yeah. no one else has given her attention like this in, in years certainly nope. not from peter so just nope. from the get-go she finally feels like she's being recognized for her talent and is getting rightfully praised peter's just not used to that yeah definitely not so anyway peter's house arrest ends but he still runs the bar and every night all of his guy friends come over and lois is singing songs for him and playing piano and they're just eating it up mm -hmm. and meanwhile while this is going on stewie's working on his time machine he's got his time machine plans yeah but he accidentally drops the plans and uh lois sees them and picks them up and she thinks that it's just like a, a cute drawing stewie made for her and so she shows everyone while she's performing at the bar she shows everyone stewie's drawing and they they think it's cute you know they they immediately recognize it's for a time machine but they just love it they they just think it's a cute little drawing and stewie's mad that people discovered his plan those were his secret time machine plans no one else yeah. no one else is supposed to know about that you know have you ever had that happen where you make something maybe a piece of art maybe a video or something and your mom shows it to like one of her friends or something while you're there and it's like just the most embarrassing moment mm -hmm. has that ever happened to you all the time yeah i know you'd be drawing pictures yep. yeah when i was in middle school sixth grade I guess not not quite middle school. Oh, for me that was middle school. Yeah, well we lived in different times. I guess we were just built different. Yeah, so true. Not you though. I used I to I mean, I guess you were built differently cuz you are a robot. But that's just like <laughs> Right. Um I don't know how to I don't know how to like bounce off of that joke. So, you could keep um, making it, but it's just hitting a wall. Yeah, we'll just keep going then. Okay. So back at the bar. Oh, okay. Pete, did you, did you want to talk about middle school? No, forget it. No, did you? No, come on. No, forget it. No, 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 no. You had something you wanted to say. Come on. Listen. Come on. Okay. Oh, come on. Come okay, on. I'll do it. Come I'll do on. it. All right. I'll do it. I right, got three minutes. Middle school, I used to record videos on my iPod Touch, second generation. And I would post these videos on YouTube. And it was what some would say is the start of my film career was these videos. In hindsight, they were exactly what you would expect from a 12-year-old. What was the YouTube channel called? You, all the videos are gone. But the YouTube channel was called 96 Balls. And then I changed it to um, Ninja Noah Adventures. 
yeah, I would just make these dumb videos. I wanted to be like all the greats, like Smosh, like epic rap battles, like Oprah. And so I would post these videos on YouTube. Obviously my mom looking at her 12 year old kid, she th probably thought it was the cutest thing ever. So she would share it with all her friends and I would be like, mom, don't do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's the end of my story. No, no, no. I found them. Like one of your mom's friends created a YouTube channel posting the archives of all the videos <laughs> you did. No. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. These are really bad. No. Oh my god. Shut them off. Oh my. Oh man, this is. Oh, I'm gonna save some of these for later. Everyone, Don't. look up Ninja Noah Adventures uh, on YouTube. Uh, make sure you use the hashtag Noah Master Batter. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll talk about it some more later. Um. <coughs> oh I think, god. I think we're losing track of time again. So God. Peter at this point is just sick of all the attention Lois is getting. So what he did is he told his friend's wives that at his bar, Lois is performing like a peep show for him. He's given them all the wrong ideas that Lo Lois is acting like all inappropriate in front of his friends and, and they don't like that. So all the women, they go to the bar and they demand Lois stop acting so inappropriate in front of all their husbands. But then Lois immediately clears the air and she's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This isn't right at all. I'm just singing and playing the piano for everyone and they all like it. It's revealed soon after that Peter did tell him that lie. And Lois feels kind of betrayed and she's, she's starts telling him the truth that she just wanted to sing and play piano because she loved the attention she was getting because no one else was giving her that attention and all the wives really related with what she was saying because they too felt like their husbands weren't caring too much about them they weren't giving them the attention they needed too mm. so lois and and all the wives are having this super nice moment where they're sharing their feelings that otherwise were going unnoticed untalked about yeah it's such like a tragic thing this trope that has been built based off of real life of just men hating their wives. Mm -hmm. It feels so backwards. Well, as in like, we've just gone backwards because you know, back in the middle ages. Of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Men love their wives. Mm -hmm. So what's changed since then? Do you want me to tell you what's changed? I do. I think, mm -hmm. personally, it's because of all this violence in movies and sex on TV. I think that's exactly- you know, good old fashioned values. That's exactly what the show I think is going for. I mean, it's so well written, dude. Wow. Got a lot of layers there. It does. I mean, it's just, it's one of those shows that I feel fortunate just to be able to sit back and just know I'm in good hands. I know that the writers got me, at least for now, until they start wanting more shit, you know? <laughs> so yeah, obviously the, the wife's all storm the bar, Lois calms them down and actually relates with them. And the women are all on her side. And Peter tries to escape through a dummy or like a like a escape. What would you call that? Yeah, like a secret door, like in a yes. Scooby-Doo cartoon where they like yeah. pull the candlestick or like a book from the bookshelf and then it like triggers a mechanism that like turns the set of books around and then like they go behind a secret wall and then you know, there's like a fireplace on the other side of those books and that's where it is now, you know, something yeah. like that. Peter tries to do that and Quagmire, what, he he throws out a cigarette or? He takes his uh, cigarette and throws it 
uh, into a trash can, but you know the trash can mm. was filled with liquor. Yeah, because it's a it's a bar. There's a bar there. And so the whole trash can immediately gets absorbed in flame. Yep. And Quagmire's freaking out. He's like, everybody's got to run. We got to get out of here. The whole bar is just engulfed in flame. And so everyone gets out except Peter and Lois because while that's happening, you know they're actually reconnecting. And Peter is finally starting to understand everything he's done wrong. And he's promising Lois that he will change. He will fix the undo the error of his ways he's finally learned and he's going to be a good husband who will help around the house and take care of the kids and be an equal partner in everything yeah you know exactly the man lois thought she married he's right here now and so they're having this really nice moment they embrace but then this fire is surrounding them yeah. you know they, they don't know what to do they're, they're scared and terrified so they're having that beautiful moment downstairs as the fire surrounds them. And upstairs, Stewie has been super upset because everybody saw his blueprint, his private secret plan. Everybody's aware of it. So uh, it takes all of the element of surprise out of his masterful plan. So what he does is he decides to reverse time to before anybody ever saw the blueprint. In doing so, he reverses the fire, the flames go away, he reverses the bar being built. He reverses the romantic dinner being made. He reverses Peter punching the woman. In doing all of this, he reverses the beautiful lesson and conversation that was had between Peter and Lois where they finally got on the same page and where Peter was finally ready to start pulling his weight. So it's this interesting thing where they kind of backstep where the episode started, where Stewie is teething and Lois is begging for Peter to help out around the house. Peter basically stands up, breaks the time machine accidentally, says he hurts his foot so he can't take Chris to the soccer practice. Game, whatever. So it's this interesting ending where nothing is actually resolved. To be honest, I kind of thought that was a bit of a cop out. So? We, we saw Peter make all this progress in this whole episode, only for it to be undone at the end. And it was as if it was all a, a dream. It's really sad to see that we could have had a reality where Peter was a loving and supportive husband. But yeah. now it's been kind of undone by all this you know, time travel. I, I see what you're saying, but you know what this also shows me? What? It shows me that Peter is capable of change. So even if it didn't happen now, it's going to happen eventually. At the root of everything, he does love his wife. He does love his family. He's a family guy. The show, I think, is just going to be about him finding out how to truly take on that role. And I think this was an excellent episode about showing his capacity for change. Didn't think about it like that. I know. I guess you learn something new. Every day. What? I, w I just want No, I, I was just wanted... saying that you just, you learn, I mean, yeah, it's, you do learn something new, like every, like it happens every day, but I was just. Right. Well, I, I was just like, I, you learned I thought, something I thought new. you were setting me up and then I was going to finish it and it would be this nice little bow tie to, to wrap off the. All right. Bow well, tie to wrap. Do you know how to do that? Why would a why would I wrap with a bow tie? Or right, whatever. Fuck off. Yeah. So I thought this episode was pretty good. I think I liked it more than I did last episode, which is always a good sign. I enjoyed this element of sci-fi, Stewie building a time machine. I think that that's really fun and kind of mixes up what's possible in this world. And I think that the emotional climax, even if it doesn't have any effect on the characters in the next episode, I think it was a really powerful moment that we got to experience just as the audience. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Well, that was Family Guy Talk, everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back here next week with some more Family Guy. We got three episodes left this season, people. We're halfway there. Can you yep. believe it? Halfway. Pretty wacky. Yep.
Pretty kooky. Please follow us on all social medias. Mm-hmm. Be sure to leave a like and review wherever you're listening to our podcast. Just like yep. it, review it. Remember to use the hashtag Noah Master Batter. <laughs> you don't gotta do we're that. Gonna, we're gonna try to get it trending. Oh, brother. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about this. this we gotta, we gotta get more people. And make sure you get some sweet, sweet Parker's peach tea. Mm-mm-mm. All right. See you guys. Is that it? No. He, oh, was I supposed to set you up? Well, no, I mean, I was kind oh. of setting you up. Like, you, like just a reverse. Oh. oh. What is this? Baseball? We'll see you next time. Gather round, it's time to chat. About a show that's filled with laughs. Never look back. Look at what I took back. Look at what I pushed back. Really got boxed. Packed in my book bag. Penny got the talkers talked. Penny might just win a odds. Reality not what I want Fanny guys all we got Fanny gotta talk his talk Fanny might just win our odds Reality not what I want Fanny guys all we got uh.